0: The Gospel Shaped Home podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. It aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to this episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, pastor of Family Discipleship here at Providence, and this is part two of conversation with Andy and Sidney McClure that Brian Nelson and I started last time on the defining moment of blame uh, from Dave Harvey's book, I Still Do. So I hope that the second half of the conversation is a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. So humility is kind of the counterbalance to all this, right? And that's where he goes. When we reject our responsibility, we lose the humility that God requires of us and the humility that's essential to a healthy marriage. So... Uh, they, he has these five diagnostic questions. Maybe we can just dive into those, talk about them each for a minute. So, Brian, you want to read the first one?
1: Yeah. So, first thing he says to ask is, how do I respond when my spouse critiques and corrects me? I hope you don't I want smile to and say
2: thank you. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually,
3: when Cindy and I were talking about this, this one, I said, this one is mine because... I take it. I always take it personally. I always get defensive and I always, I'll ask her to explain it better and to justify it more because it can't be right. And so she does explain it better. And so then it hurts worse and it makes me madder. So I tend to get very defensive.
0: Mm. We have the same name and <laughs> we respond in the same way. Not I am. good. When I read this chapter, Erica came into the room shortly after I read the section and I, I said, Erica, would you please reprove me more? And she smiled gladly. gladly, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Proverbs 9, 8. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Proverbs twelve one. He who hates reproof is stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? We'd, Thanks. It, well, I felt I was like, man. <laughs> I, I said, I'm such a stupid man <laughs> when when I, And she said, No, you're not. And it's like, no, I am really. <laughs> Yeah, he says, this is hard. You know, we all hate criticism because it opens the idea to this absurd thought that I'm not perfect and that I'm responsible for my imperfections is how he says it. But it's a good warning sign, right? We need to grow in humility if we bristle, if we get defensive, if we feel wounded, insecure at every uh, every word of reproof or correction.
3: Andy, you want to read that second one? Sure. How do I respond when my spouse sins against
0: me? Well, maybe we should have had Cindy read that one since... uh, (laughs) Hey, there's two of us here. Okay, <laughs> no, just kidding. What's he getting at here? How do I respond when my spouse sins against me? He's kind of turning the tables.
2: I think this is a um, an interesting one because as we've gotten older and have known know each other better, and he's sinned against me, I know that he's trying to do good. It's not against me. When we were younger, I think I thought it was more about me, what he was doing to me, and yeah. and that has changed some, but. Um, And immediately you want to retaliate. You want to act out, you know, why are you doing this to me? But I think um, the more you know each other, the more you're trying to help each other through it. And if you can remember that, that you want to ultimately you want what's good. I want what's good for Andy. He wants what's good for me if we work together and figure that out. It works better.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that. uh, So what I think is so cool about this, you, I don't think that that means that you ignore when you've been sinned against at all. I think what it does is it shapes the way you receive it and respond because of what you're saying, Cindy, like you're, you're saying, I need to remember some fundamental truths. Andy loves me and he's for my good. And that's, that is generally true. And he's verbalized that. And so I'm, even if he's done something wrong to me, I'm going to receive it in a way that I remember that bigger truth and respond in that context instead of out of the hurt in the moment. That's hard, right? but Mm, it
0: certainly shapes the way we'll respond. And, you know, he, he points out, it's also an opportunity to kind of reveal how much we really grasp and hope in the gospel. Uh, When, when our spouse sins against us, um, do we, remember how we've sinned against God and been forgiven, how much we've been forgiven and how, uh, how great his patience towards us is. And therefore are we able in the strength of his love to bear with one another and extend that sort of patient forbearing love to our spouse?
1: I don't think I, I, um, I think about this often. Um, I I'm in my marriage and with my kids, I I see it most often. That's when
0: you're, you know, your guard's down the most.
1: Right. And uh, also where I'm so perfect and I don't understand (laughs) why. No, in all seriousness, like when I, when I feel as if I'm sinned against in those relationships, it does not take very long for the Lord to uh, graciously press in on me that whatever has been, whatever I feel has been done to me, I have often done. Toward him, like that. Right. Again, it doesn't excuse it. It just puts it in the right understanding. And he is long-suffering and gracious and loving and merciful. He re- he reproves and corrects, mm. but always for my good. Right. Um, and I'm. I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything more sanctifying sometimes than that reality. Yeah, that's
0: good. Cindy, you want to read that third uh, diagnostic question?
2: Sure. How do I describe my largest internal obstacles? Do I tend to use words that acknowledge my personal responsibility when I sin, or do I deflect and shift the blame?
0: So this really is semantics in some way. Like, how do you talk about uh, yourself and your growth areas, quote unquote? Uh, um, Yeah. Am I willing to say, I was angry? I sinned. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Or... You know, are we kind of trying to justify and sidestep?
2: It's easier to be moody and frustrated and I irritated. Didn't, yeah, I right.
1: didn't get enough sleep.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been under a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I'm th- this, I just thought about uh, our early days of marriage. One of my biggest lines that I thought excused uh, what I was doing was, I forgot, <laughs> you know, so, an important event, something I was supposed to do. And that would cause a hurt feeling. And I'll never forget the time she told me, you remember the things that are important to you. And so I sat back and I thought, well, she's right. She's right. And and that's just a way of trying to deflect the blame from uh, I didn't care enough to do to, oh, I'm just too busy to remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, again, this kind of is like the last point. Uh, This, how we talk about ourselves, how we describe ourselves, um, kind of shows how much we think we need Christ and his saving work, right? Uh, Do do I need self-improvement and self-understanding, or do I need the grace that God pours out uh, through the cross, right? Fourth one, do I flee to Christ when I become aware of sin? Alternative would be trying to defend myself, trying to vindicate my motives or rightness in some circumstance, or do I acknowledge it? You're right. And I'm so glad that I have a savior here. Anything else, Any thoughts on that one, guys?
3: The only comment I had there was eventually it's often not my, it's usually not my first reaction, but eventually.
0: Yeah. That, that's a really good uh, point is, you know, praise God for his grace that even if it's not immediate, he opened our eyes to the, the reality. And and I think it's kind of a mark of if we're maturing or not is how quickly do we recognize, oh, wait, I sinned and I need to go to the cross. I need to remember the gospel instead of.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would say, I, I mean, I, I read that and I, I thought, man, there's so much truth there. But then at the same time, I thought there's a warning also that um, that we could use that as, a, as an excuse. Sure. For... Why we do what we do. Oh, if you're always racing to the cross, oh, well, I'm, you know, I, that was sinful. And I like, there's a balance. I think it's why I like the language. Do I flee? to Christ when I become aware of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there the, the, he the language that he uses is not a I'm gonna give a nod toward my sin and that will excuse what I've done. But this is a I am in desperate need of a savior.
0: You want to read the last one, Brian? Sure.
1: Yeah. Am I growing more amazed by grace? Yeah, this is uh it's one Cindy and I talked
3: about that we, we learned a lot about over the last year. I mentioned that that we had a we had a good spreadsheet that explained how we were going to survive the separation in Albany. And you know how it's easy to make a plan. And then God brings COVID into your lives. God brings kids living with you into your lives. And uh,
0: grown kids. Yeah, in yeah, case.
3: yeah. Thank you. And and, and their two grandkids. <laughs> yeah, A lovely, but very busy experience. Yeah. So that, that was Cindy's comment was grace. It was God's grace that got us through this year. And I, I think actually built us up over that year.
2: I don't think we recognized it until it was over how God's grace, how he was covering the whole thing. It's easier to look back than it is to see it during the moment.
0: Well, the, you know, again, the big idea is when we acknowledge our own responsibility, culpability, contribution uh, to problems, we're, we're in a better position, namely more humble position to to receive God's help and to have a healthy, growing marriage. So any other just personal illustration stories, anything you guys want to share that kind of illustrates uh, some of the things we've been talking about in this chapter? Yeah. Babe, why don't you tell them about spilling
3: the paint?
2: Well, when we first were married, um, we had bought our first house and- we were 21? Something (laughs) like that. And I was proudly going to paint the swing on my front porch black. And I had the paint inside and I stood up to- carried it outside and the paint spilled all over the brand new carpet. White carpet. It was a terrible moment. And it was when I I could see Andy trying to be there for me. He was frustrated. He'd worked hard for this house, but he did not um, make me feel bad. He just helped me. And I think in this situation, while we're working through things, the best thing is just to, to help each other through the situations, not blame each other. There was Nothing to do, but clean it up. And he did say that he was very glad it was me and not him.
3: Mostly I was just glad it wasn't me, but, but she is right. It, it was a situation that was so obviously done, no going back mm. and we have to move to fixing it. And it, if you can make that when sin does happen, that was not a sin. That was just an accident, but you know, accidents can lead to sin because harsh words can come up quickly, but it's, it's done. It was an accomplished fact. And then it was just there for us to deal with it together. Yeah. And our sweet next door neighbor, Elaine a pastor's wife who had three kids and dove into that like a woman with a mission. She came <laughs> over with a box full of cleaning supplies. I didn't she know did there—I didn't know there were that many cleaning supplies because I was just a young guy. But sure. it was amazing.
1: Did but it salvage the carpet?
3: Ish,
0: <laughs> ish. It was off-white. Yes. <laughs> nice. Anything else you guys feel like would be helpful, edifying to our listeners? Yeah, I uh
3: it's, again talking about blame, I think it is uh being defensive is one of the worst ways to respond because it it tries to deflect the uh the problem or the sin back on the the aggrieved party. You know, it wasn't really me, it was you, explain and uh, I think something uh, that we talked about also uh, shifting the blame to your circumstances, you know, like, I'm sorry, I was just moody because the kids have been crazy. And that turns a conflict from being about the one item to, well, why are the kids crazy? It's just so much better to talk about what the real thing is and to talk about it right away. And that, that keeps things contained, keeps it contained.
2: And it's better to deal with them early on because um, the bad habits get bigger and worse as you get older, the longer you're together.
3: Uh, yeah. And that that was a scary, that uh, was a sobering paragraph to me on the bottom of page 51. Uh, this quote that says, if their affections are not educated, uh, they will become foolish old people. It is as if the weak tendencies of childhood were never corrected and just get exaggerated. And I thought we all hope that the kids are gone and you know, uh, things get easier. And what if that just removes the cover from who we really are? And now we can't hide behind the busyness of kids. And we, you know, maybe I just become more self-centered as time goes on. So it, it, it's a long road and it
1: requires, uh, it requires diligence and and humility. Yeah. And that, and that's what I was, I was going to say, uh, you know, humility is a remarkable thing. It positions us to actually receive help. Like, uh, uh yes, grace to the He home. does. And and it's amazing if, if we can embrace it, if we can own our sin in a sense and embrace humility, not only are, are we better positioned to receive the ultimate help that we need, which is from God, but we're also poised to receive help from others. Like it, we actually, it actually is, it actually is for our good. <laughs> right? Like, um, we, you know, and, um, and so it it's funny. We know that. Right. Uh, but, um, but cultivating humility isn't, it's not easy.
0: That's a good word to end on. I mean, at the end of the <laughs> chapter, it's kind of how he wraps it up. He says, um, God strengthens those who embrace their weakness and own their sin. So will you accept responsibility and then take your faults to Christ again and again? And that's one of the important keys uh, to receive the help we need from God and from God through others to build an enduring marriage that glorifies the Savior. So, well, thank you guys for joining. Appreciate you, Andy and Cindy, coming on to the episode today. Thank you. And thank you for your service to the church in lots of ways, but thank you especially just for serving with ReEngage to help uh, help invest in marriages here at Providence. So, Brian, thanks, brother.
1: Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah.
0: And to your listeners, thank you for joining. Lord bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.